0: The next time that Gerda was forced to rest, a big crow came hopping across the snow in front of her. For a long time he had been watching her and cocking his head to one side, and now he said wah, wah, good. God, eh? He could not say it any better, but he felt kindly inclined toward the little girl and asked her where she was going in the great wide world. All alone. Gerda understood him when he said alone she knew its meaning all too well she told the crow the whole story
1: of her life
0: and asked if he hadn't seen Kay. the crow gravely nodded his head and called
1: maybe i have maybe i have
0: what do you really think you have the little girl cried and almost hugged the crow to death as she kissed him
1: gently gently said the crow I think that it may have been little Kay that I saw, but if it was, then he has forgotten you for the princess.
0: Does he live with a princess? Gerda asked.
1: Yes. Listen, said the crow, but it is so hard for me to speak your language. If you understand crow talk, I can tell you much more easily.
0: I don't know if that language Said Gerda. My
1: grandmother knows it just as well as she knows baby talk, and I do wish I had learnt it. No matter, said the crow. I'll tell you as well as I can, though that won't be any too good.
0: And he told her all that he knew.
1: In the kingdom where we are now, there is a princess who is uncommonly clever, no wonder. She has read all the newspapers in the world and forgotten them again, that's how clever she is. Well, not long ago, she was sitting on the throne. That's by no means as much fun as people suppose, so she fell to humming an old tune. Why, oh, why should I get married? So she made up her mind to marry as soon as she could find a sort of husband who could give a good answer when she spoke to him instead of one of those fellows who merely stand around looking impressive. But that is so tiresome. Believe
0: me, said the crow.
1: Every word I tell you is true. I have a lady love who has the run of the palace and she tells me everything.
0: The newspapers immediately
1: came out with a border of hearts and the initials of the princess. And you could read an announcement that any young man might go to the palace and talk with her. The one who spoke best and who seemed most at home in the palace would be chosen by the princess as her husband. There were crowds. But when they stood in front of the princess on their throne, the best they could do was to echo the last words of her remarks. She didn't care to hear it repeated. The line of candidates extended all the way from the town gates to the palace. But Kay, little Kay, Gerda interrupted. When did he come? Was he among those people? On the third day, a little person with neither horse or carriage strode boldly up to the palace, his eyes sparkled the way yours do, but his clothes were poor. Oh, that was Kay, Gerda said, now i found him, when he got in front of the princess, I was sitting on a pearl as big as a spinning wheel. He spoke so well, he was dashing and handsome, and he was not there to court the princess. But to hear her wisdom, this he liked, and she liked him. Of course, it was Kay,"
0: said Gerda.
1: He was so clever that he could do mental arithmetic even with fractions. Oh, please, take me to the palace. That's easy enough to say,"
0: said the crow.
1: But how can we manage it? Oh yes," said Gerda. When Kay is about me. He will come out to fetch me at once.
0: Wait for me, the crow said. He wagged his head and off he flew. Darkness had set in when he got back. (coughs) Quack, quack, he said. My
1: lady love sends you her best wishes and there's a little loaf of bread for you. He found it in the kitchen, where they have all the bread they need and you must be hungry. My lady love knows the little back staircase that leads up to the bedroom and she knows where they keep the key to it. Then they went into the garden and down the white
0: promenade where the leaves were falling one by one when one by one the lights went out in the palace. The crow led little Gerda to the back door which stood ajar. Oh, how her heart did beat with fear and longing. It was just as she were about to do something wrong, yet she only wanted to make sure that this really was little k yes truly it must be k she thought as she recalled his sparkling eyes she remembered exactly how he looked down when he used to smile at her as they sat under the roses at home. Wouldn't he be glad to see her? Wouldn't he be interested in hearing how far she had come to find him? And how sad they had all been when he didn't come home. She was so frightened, and yet so happy. Now they were on the stairway. A little lamp was burning on a cupboard, and there stood the tame crow, cocking her head to look at Gerda who made the curtsy that her grandmother had taught her. The tame crow led the way. It seems to me
1: that someone
0: is on the stairs behind us, said Gerda. Things rushed past, and from the shadows on the wall, they seemed to be horses, and there were shadows of huntsmen, ladies and gentlemen on horseback. The crow told Gerda that those were only dreams. They entered the first room. It was hung with rose-coloured satin embroidered with flowers. The dream shadows were fleeting by so fast that Gerda could not see the lords and ladies. Finally, they reached the royal bedroom. The ceiling of it was like the top of a huge palm tree with leaves of glass. In the middle of the room, two beds hung from a massive stem of gold. Each of them looked like a lily. One bed was white, and there lay the princess. The other was red and there Gerda hoped to find little Kay. She bent one of the scarlet petals and saw the nape of a little brown neck. Surely this must be Kay. She called his name aloud and held the lamp near him. The dreams on horseback pranced into the room again as he awoke and turned his head, and it was not little Kay at all. The prince only resembled Kay about the neck, but he was young and handsome. The princess peeked out of her lily-white bed and asked what had happened. Little Gerda cried and told them all about herself. And about all that the crows had done for her poor little thing the prince and the princess said they praised the crows and said they weren't the least bit angry with them but not to do it again furthermore they should have a reward would you rather fly about without any responsibilities said the princess or would you care to be appointed court crows for life with rights to all scraps from the kitchen. Both the crows bowed low and begged for permanent office, for they thought of their future and said it was better to provide for their old age, as they called it. The prince got up and let Gerda have his bed. It was the utmost that he could do. She clasped her little hands and thought, how nice the people and the birds are. She closed her eyes, peacefully asleep, and all the dreams came flying back again. They looked like angels, as they drew a little sled on which Kay sat. He nodded to her, but this was only in a dream, so it all disappeared when she woke up. The next day, she was dressed from her head to her heels in silk, and in velvet too. They asked her to stay at the palace, and have a nice time there, but instead she begged them to let her have a little carriage, a little horse and a pair of little boots, so that she could drive out into the wide world to find Kay. They gave her a pair of boots and also a muff. They dressed her as nicely as could be and, when she was ready to go, there at the gate stood a brand new carriage of pure gold. On it, the coat of arms of the prince and the princess glistened like a star. Fare you well! Fare you well! called the prince and the princess. Little Gerda cried, and the crow cried too for the first few miles. Then the crow said, Goodbye! That was the saddest leave-taking of all. He flew up into a tree and waved his big black wings as long as he could see the carriage which flashed as brightly as the sun. And there we are in the journey of Gerda, Kay and the Snow Queen. This is story number four, where Gerda meets a crow. So the crow is a well-known magic spiritual symbol. It's an animal totem and there are various meanings attributed to this bird. But one of them is that the crow represents change and transformation. Does change mean? Well, it can certainly take on different meaning depending on the individual circumstances. Well at the moment I'm changing some routines and behaviours. I feel that even if slightly this can produce results. For me, change occurs when I centre myself, I meditate or chant, then all confusion goes away and I get clarity, clarity of thought and of emotion. Another aspect of the crow is their language. Apparently the crow's language, the call, is a complicated language which at first can sound chaotic. But actually, it's not, as the crows sometimes warn other animals of danger. The sound that they make could also be an invitation to really listen without judgment, listen to different ideas, opinions, as we might be limiting ourselves and be stuck in old ways of thinking, beliefs of right and wrong, beliefs we have been taught and taken on as our own. But if we can change perspective, we can open up to a new path in our life. And there are so many infinite possibilities that life can bring us. What do you think when you see a crowd? Anyway, I'm looking forward to some more writing and performing soon. As the autumn season has come, I'm going to be working on a new project. And thank you to my listeners.